That's um, why I stopped wearing shorts. Same reason, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's shorts. like and and oh god, you know what I'm wearing right now? Actually, is a fucking uh, <laughs> jock strap. And are you actually are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> are you actually wearing a jock strap? <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Why are you doing that? What happened? <laughs> Are you out of underwear? Or did you run no. out of everything else? No, dude, I bought it. it <laughs> what? What? Why? Oh man, Let's go. I wasn't gonna call you because I didn't want to call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you weren't lying. It only I, took us. Uh, it took us 400 episodes to see some ass on this show. Dude. Let's fucking go. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please, Julio. Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which of course you were. Oh but. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Oops Podcast. Welcome back. Joined as ever by Julio Gallarotti to my left. Oh, yeah. And special guest for the day. He is one half of KFC Radio. He is a longstanding member of Barstool Sports all the way back to the Milton days. The founder, if you will, of the Saturdays are for the boys movement. Boy. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's John Fights. Feidelberg. Thank you very much for having me, guys. That's quite an intro. I think this is the first time I ever got an intro on a podcast. Francis has good intros, man. Yeah, that was strong. I like intros. I pride myself on intros. (laughs) He rips them. When I studied abroad my junior year of college, actually, I was in in South America, and they called me uh, Senior uh, Del Intro. (laughs) Really? No. No, Okay. Come on, man. (laughs) I was known for it. I was known for it. That's the first time hearing about that. Senior Del Intro has got to be like one of the five worst nicknames of all time. If you, if you lock yeah. that one down. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty literal. Makes you kind of think it's all you're good for. Um, well, John Feidelberg, uh, for those of you who don't know him, which, by the way, um, is how so many uh, maids of honor start their uh, best maid or, or best girl speech at weddings. And I fucking can't stand it. If you are a maid of honor and you are giving the maid of honor speech, do not start it with, for those of you who don't know me. It's like starting an essay with, as they say in Merriam-Webster. <laughs> in conclusion. It's just, you don't need it. There, If there are people there who don't know you, introduce yourself. Hi, I am, I am Lizzie. I am the, the cousin of our dear bride. And we've known each other since this. Don't need to say that <laughs> bullshit. Don't need to say that. I've I've given oh, I've only given one best man speech in my life, and I ha- I gave it. The maid of honor in this wedding was a was the most. I mean, he makes Joey Camasa look straight. Like he was the most flamboyant <laughs> gay guy you'll ever see in your life. And he was working the crowd like before the speech. Like, like this is just like at dinner and like all that stuff. That's tough. And I was sitting there because I, I had worked on my speech. I had fucking like practiced in the shower. Like I had no <laughs> notes, no nothing. I was like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of this thing. And this dude was just the fucking life of the party. And I was like, God damn it, that's he tough. is gonna kick really the dude. shit out of me. But then he got up there and he fucking sucked. 
Really? Uh, I was, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had notes. He was fumbling, stumbling, uh, stuttering. Yeah. Like, the camera's oh. turned on. Yeah. Uh, Got the, the lights on you now, don't you, brother? Pretty homophobic, John. <laughs> Pretty homophobic. Yeah, you should have heard inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> Very homophobic take from John. So uh, I'm glad that you yeah, that you did mm. stick it out, though, that you did well there. And um, I, I've been thinking a lot about uh, about weddings recently. Um, but I don't remember what I was thinking. Is it because we got a big one coming up? Yes, we do. <laughs> we, <laughs> Julia and I both got invited to a wedding in France in August. Oh, congratulations. No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I thought, that, I thought France was like your last name or something. Why did you point at him? Why did you point at him? My he point was God. not at Chris. It, it was, was a I your name was Chris France. Like that, France. Was a, that was a very... I needed a, for those of you who don't know me, speech before this thing started. So I knew everyone's first name, last name, what their fucking marital status was. <laughs> Chrissy France. France, France might be France is that way, but uh, this wait, wait, is. Wait, wait. Do you actually know where France is from? Where we are positioned? Right yeah, now? that's east. This sure. is this is west. I don't know West Manhattan. That's east. It's across the Atlantic. It's east. Yeah, it makes sense. I just don't know which way is east right now. I guess you're telling me it's that way, but Same. I would have never known this that. This is this is Seventh uh, Avenue, right? And we're on the east side of Seventh Avenue. So if that's west, that's east. That's that. Would I be definitely would have guessed the Atlantic is that way. That's south. Yeah. But, like, the water's over there. Sure, but there's also water that way if you go that there's way. There's water all the way. <laughs> yeah. oh, Chris, is, Chris is checking the compass. Oh, you oh, dog. That, that can't be right. <laughs> you want to use it? Bro, what is this, a sci-fi thriller? Think the about compass it. is going all crazy. Think about it. So. Do know. <laughs> well, then Manhattan's not oriented north-south, which I guess I knew. Yeah, it's he's, it's... It's long. The tip of Manhattan is not north. What? I think so. No, bro. I think the Bronx is like... This is saying that the tip... The Bronx is north Manhattan, but I think it's west. No, the tip... Oh, this is getting dumb. Is it one of those where where you zoom out and the globe makes it, like, confusing? (laughs) Well, bro, maybe that's not 7th Avenue. These are blackout curtains. No, it's definitely 7th Avenue. 100%. 100%. By the orientation of Manhattan... (laughs) Wait, if if, West, if the West Villa, if, if the West Side Highway is we- facing west, and the East Village is east, east is that way, the way I pointed, and the West Village is that. But clearly, this compass, if this is correct, Chris, is France. telling us that Southern Manhattan is west, and that Western Manhattan is north, and that Northern Manhattan no, no. is I east. Think, no. I think I've always known that, no, and everyone's talked to this. me like I'm stupid. Look at that. That would tell you what I'm saying. That's crazy. Maybe it's Th- it may, When I you look know. at a map, that makes sense. The West Village is the southern part of Manhattan. Because Manhattan is long. Yes, but there, but there, but there are south. more. There, the Fidei is more south than the West Village. It's more west than the West Village. No. no, more east than the West Village. No. I don't know, oh, man. man. I would have thought south. <laughs> I brought France would be this I'm, way, according to this. According to that, which makes no sense. That, it's, it's like saying go past the Maybe. Bronx. So unless there's some kind of curvature of the globe situation. Which, which or, there is. Are you flattering? Or, or I think more importantly, we've been lied to in that Manhattan is not oriented north-south right. the way that we think. We're just close up when we're looking at the map. Typically. Yeah, that's right. Every subway map is perfectly top to bottom. Interesting, dude. But that does make sense because oftentimes when I'm in, like we just, 
moved into Brooklyn and I like we have a view kind of of Manhattan and they're like you're actually facing you're not facing Look, west there. As you zoom out, facing more. it's like this. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been saying. It's like I've been saying this my whole life and everyone talks to me like I'm dumb. Hmm. It is <laughs> not my whole life. I've been here seven years. I didn't have a great <laughs> understanding of the geography of Manhattan when I was a kid in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, but I do. I am very impressed with your confidence because <laughs> it was. I mean, I was like, sure, Francis is right. Maybe well, my like, compass was wrong. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to go with Apple's compass over Francis's brain. <laughs> but my uh, logic, I stand by my logic. I just didn't realize that uh, that Manhattan, I guess, is not funky. oriented north south. It's not a perfect funkily oriented. You couldn't say that like Columbia it's, or 125th Street or something is is north. And that the southern tip of Manhattan is south. No, it's it would be northeast. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 on a yeah. sort of yeah, diagonal. It's like a, yeah. Yeah. What a joke! They should have built it differently. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of trash piled on top of each other, isn't it? Like, Stupid. We yeah. we get to choose how this happens. Yeah. How do you think they do that? We've had this question with Marty Mush before, where he came. We we were discussing um, Abu Dhabi. Is Abu Dhabi man-made? Is it is that the one? Uh, parts of it, I parts know, of are. It? It, and we're like, how do you think Dubai they made is the it? one. That Dubai is the one. Then. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're like, how do you think they made this? And he had some interesting answers, but I still don't know what the actual. Answer how did they is. do landfill? Like they just bring, like where, they just scoop a bunch of dirt from other places and just dump it in the water. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think so. I, I almost think pretty it's, simple. I don't think it's that much more complicated than that. Just moving land. There, mu- I mean, there, there must be some techniques. Yeah, we don't know. About. You can't just be taking <laughs> bales of sand. Well, All right, run, go back to the beach. Another one over here. This should work. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, um, so John, gee, what were you going to say? I have a question for you guys, real quick, in regard to what we were just talking about. Wedding. We start looking at flights, okay? And I notice that there's a flight that's significantly less expensive than the other flights, and I'm like, oh, how great. And then I asked my, my girlfriend, I'm like, hey, how would you feel about flying on, it's some airline neither of us have ever heard of. She goes, I wouldn't feel good about it. And I was like, well, the, other, the only other flights are like twice as much money. Um, I was, and then I started thinking, like, would it be crazy to literally fly on the other flight while she takes the more expensive flight? <laughs> no. I would do just, it. Dude. Just so you can land and be like, fucking told you. Uh, uh, no, no, $1,000 versus $2,000. It's pure. It's not out of being stubborn. It's just out of trying to be like responsible financially. Well, that I think is dumb. <laughs> Stubbornness I can appreciate. <laughs> so you think I should just spend the extra $1,000 and take Delta? No, I think I think you should do it, but just do it for a different reason. Do it for stubbornness. Do it for spite. Do it so you can be right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no way that if you were to split, even even if for in your mind your intentions were purely financial and you you really told her that, there's no way she would not take it in some spiteful way. I so okay. I said to her, I was I was literally like, we ended the conversation and we didn't revisit it more. And I was like, well, like so and so is literally a thousand dollars more, so. I intend to take whatever the random airline was. And then we sort of stopped the conversation. So, so like, I don't think she actually thinks I'll do that, but I am going to push hard for the random airline. <laughs> so I, I looked at flights too. And one there, you know, the Delta flight was way more expensive. Yeah. Um, and then they had some that were on airlines that I, there were some like British Airways ones that weren't that bad. Really? 
Okay. I think. And and then there were some there was one that I'd never heard of. Air Compagnie or something like that. I think I saw that too. And then there was another random French one as well. Yeah. Well, anyway, in doing all of this, I then searched for what are the most dangerous airlines in the world mm. to make sure that this wasn't on it. And number three is an airline I flew three months ago. <laughs> I was like, dude, all right, I can fucking get it. We I, got I used this. to think that, that um, basically any profession of any esteem, you're all the same. Right? I used to think, like, there's no such thing as a bad doctor. You graduated med school, who fucking cares? Right? A doctor's a right. doctor. And lawyers the same, and, and air, airline pilots are the same. And then I flew, uh, probably when I was in high school, I went to El Salvador, and my uncle's a pilot. And I came home, and he was like, oh, like, how was El Salvador? I was like, it's great. Sketchy fucking flight, though. Really? And he's like, what'd you fly? I said, I think it was like Taka or something oh, yeah. like that. And he was like, he got like legitimately mad at me. He's like, we call that Taka another airline. Like, you don't fly Taka. <laughs> Taka crashes like what? way more than every other flight. So I hope it wasn't Taka. I flew Taka last year too, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, Nicaragua. It's Nicaraguan airline. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Taka was not on the list, so perhaps they've improved. No way. All right, good for them. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christmas, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's very stressful. My guess is that. You know, all those planes are made by the same companies, Boeing and whatnot, but I would bet that those Taka Boeings are hand-me-downs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that, you know, United is like, it's time to retire this. <laughs> Talk is like, you're not using that anymore? Are you guys eating that? Or are you going to take that home with you? I'm, I still got some room. So it's funny you say that. Cam Air, the, flight, the airline that I flew that was number three, uh, Afghanistan's airline, uh, they how they got hand-me-down planes that were built in 1980. Yeah, and there was just one crash, so the statistics are skewed. Everybody died. It was like a snowstorm, whatever. But like because of that, it now makes it in the top five, which then again made me feel better. <laughs> Moral of the story: most airlines are always landing. Are you saying the statistics are skewed because people said this airline has a lot of deaths, but it all came from one plane? Correct. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, dude. <laughs> Bro, if there was a school bus that crashed on my street, and they were like, 50 people died on the street this year. Like, what the fuck? Yes. They're all in one school bus. It's one accident. Exactly. Yeah. That's not that. Come on. It kind of makes you wonder <laughs> when they're like... Uh, this... I don't know why it had to be a school bus. I don't know why kids had to die in my fantasy bus. It does, <laughs> it does make you wonder if when they, set, when they tell you on the loudspeaker in the subway that, you know, last year there were... 1600 uh people who were struck by trains stay back from the yellow line it's like well was there just one big game of laser tag one afternoon that was being played down on the tracks and one train came through and really you know it, or or is it everybody kind of going in individually like lemmings totally dude yeah gotta read between the lines brother mm. we'll have to find that out i gave you a very successful christmas gift this year did you yeah what was it um i gave a comprehensive manscaped kit that had all the bells and whistles oh my god um that's a nice gift it, it, he was very impressed who got it uh my buddy i don't want to say who because i feel like it's a little he's a hairy guy no but like i it feels like potentially outside of someone's comfort zone to know I see. that they're using I see. Grooming, grooming tools for their nether regions yeah yeah um but he was psyched and he's like dude this is all great He's like exploring each thing. He goes, oh, and you're a nose trimmer too? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you better you believe it, all, it. pal, including the lawnmower and all of their sort of signature items. Yeah. Um, but 
there's news here that's important, and that is that Manscaped now sells beard products. Oh, that's huge. Mr. Chris. Yeah. Chris has become quite the beardsman. Yeah, beardsman. Since we've known him. Uh, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. That's nice. Pro Kit. Yeah. Uh, from a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. It's time to tame your mane. Tame it. All right. Uh, there's also a bunch of other great beard products, beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. If you want to get in on any of this exciting stuff or just get back with, uh, you know, the Manscaped core products right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code oops at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Francis, <laughs> if you use code oops, go to manscaped.com right now. Um, well, John, okay, let's, let's, do you know about John? I mean, yeah, <laughs> of course. You know about him? He's one of the like premier guys here. Dude. He's, a, he's a top dog. He's a top dog. <laughs> top dog. It's an over-exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> John is a very interesting character, and and that is because you've been with the company, Barstool Sports, for so long. For so long. How many years have you worked at the company? Uh, I think, I don't know the months, but I am 34 and I started when I was 21. So Holy shit. 12 to 13 years. That's in incredible. There. That's awesome. It is a long time. That's incredible. I probably got about two left. Really? I I I didn't, no. I'm kidding. That didn't get. I was. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I meant in my life. No, 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 no. It's a number that would be believable. <laughs> uh, no, no. It's just been. It's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, I'm guess. I guess I I have questions for you, but I don't know if you want to answer them. Okay. Let's fucking do it. I'm sure and we I'll can always cut them if they're not good. Yeah. Let's do it. Have you ever been really close to leaving? I've been really close to being fired. Um, I don't think I've ever been really close to leaving. I think uh, there was one time when we first moved to New York where it was like, um, I remember Dave, there was a thing like Barcelona Radio where Dave got mad at Carabas because Carabas had been flirting with EEI um, in Boston. And uh, it was, mine wasn't, I, I think Jared like actually got a contract offer. I think I had had a few, like, like someone had reached out and been like, would you ever leave? And I was like, the money's right. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what the future holds here. Um, and that was about as far as mine went. I actually talked to Erica where I was like, what do you think? Um, and she's like, I think you shouldn't leave. And I was like, okay, that's all I really needed. Um, <laughs> and that's about as close as I've ever been, I think. Mm -hmm. it, it, has, it has not come. I think like anyone with any job has ideas where you're like, oh, and then do fantasies and where you're like, maybe like this would be like amazing. But I've never, it, nothing ever remotely serious has materialized got it which is probably depressing to be honest well that which <laughs> yeah leads to my next question if if barstool were to sink into the sea tomorrow what would you do god damn um i don't know i think we're all unfortunately going to be late on like patreon and stuff like that i think the like if if Barcelona were to disappear and all the podcasts here wanted to keep being podcasts, I don't think we would get, maybe we would, maybe I'm just self-conscious and, and have no self-confidence, which is true. Um, <laughs> but I, I would think, I would think that people wouldn't be like, they'd be like, you guys are fucking fine. You don't need a Patreon, whatever. I don't think that there would be, I don't think it would happen. So I don't, I don't know what the answer would be. I, I would guess probably call up light switch Lou and be like, you still fucking slinging podcast ad reads. Like, help your boy out mm. but i am i am not able to do anything else in this world 
Like I have no other talents or capabilities. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know. I I I if Barstool folded into the sea, I might just fucking follow it. There. I don't really have. What a you really giving yourself a wonderful bargaining position for your next race. <laughs> I'm not capable of doing anything yeah. else in this world. <laughs> like I mean, but did you go to college? What's up? Did you go to college? Not graduated. <laughs> I went to a bunch, um, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How many? It's actually so weird. This keeps coming. We just had Are You Garbage on the show, and we talked about it there. It comes up a fair amount um, how dumb I am, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, but I went to – there is – honestly, I don't know the exact answer. It depends on – because there are definitely some I went to where I just got zero credits from them. Um, yeah. And then there are others where I might have picked up a class. The, the number is between seven and nine. Seven and nine colleges? Yeah. It, it depends what you're counting. Like I was talking about studying abroad, which I did in high school. And so I did that with the University of Rhode Island, but I did it at La Universidad de Salamanca. And yeah, I can still roll El Salvador? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. It's Salamanca. It's in uh, Spain. Um, sick, sick. Oh, I should have known by that. <laughs> Salamanca. Yeah, they're not that pretentious in El Salvador. <laughs> I've never heard an El Salvadorian be like, actually, I'm from El Salvador. <laughs> Actually, it's El Salvador. I'm send the Eta after you. Um, there, so there are two there, and then there's I went to St. Michael's in Vermont. Um, and like a lot, not, not all these were like fully enrolled. Like sometimes I was just like, like taking courses. Um, UMass Dartmouth, uh, Florida State, Providence College, NYU. Uh, Holy shit! Wow. UMass Dartmouth was twice. These are all good schools. But like, like I said, like 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 NYU and PC, I was just taking classes. Gotcha. I was enrolled at FSU. I was enrolled at St. Mike's. Um, I think I was enrolled at UMass Dartmouth. So maybe three enrollments and then others like taking classes. Why did you switch? What, what, what would happen? Were, were you not doing well academically? Were you getting it was uh, It was a, bored? A, a mix of many things. Um, I think uh, I think when I, my freshman year, I think I didn't know what depression was and just didn't leave my dorm room and didn't get a class. So that was one where they were like, you probably should go figure shit out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they, the St. Michael's was like, don't come back. Um, Those are then, the years where it supposedly hits you. Right? Yeah, it is was that, like is that how it went for you? It, I would think so. I mean, I get like looking back on it, I still like yeah, it's it's what it was. I mean, I just didn't leave my room for fucking days on end and didn't yeah. go to classes and just watch stayed up nights to watch TV, slept all days. Like, I mean, if you were to fucking look up depression, it was yeah. depression. Yeah. Totally. Um can I just pause you for one second? Yeah. There was a, a rumor which I'm I'm pretty sure was true at Harvard where if in your freshman year your roommate committed suicide while you were living with them. They, you would get straight A's for the entire semester. Yeah. So if you and I had been roommates, bro, I think I'm making it worse for you, dude. Dude, I lived in a single. I lived in a single, or else I'd have taken a dive for the boys. I don't know. I don't know that I'm lending a helping hand. I uh, really could have used some good grades that year. Honestly, I had a. I had to have like one of the only singles as i lived in founders hall at st mike's and i had a single bedroom and it was like uh it was weird it had like slope ceilings and it was terrible but i was the only person in it Jeez. had i had i lived with a kid i liked yeah maybe i'd fucking take it for him take, just jump out the window but hey <laughs> next three months are on me bro Jeez. dude this happened to my friend from school and i don't think he got straight a's oh really i, I need to tell him that also, i probably shouldn't tell him that if, if you <laughs> I think that's a rumor at a lot of places, and if anyone listening or anyone in this room hasn't seen the film classic Dead Man on Campus, starring Mark Paul Gossler and uh, a very recognizable gentleman who I forget, he's Andrea Wife's, uh, Andrew Savage's husband in I'm Sorry. 
Um, Tom Everett Scott. Mm. Yeah, Mark, Mark Paul Gossler and Tom Everett Scott. It's a classic. I haven't seen it. Is Mark Paul Gossler the guy from or not, not, uh, the high school show? Yeah, are you? What shows first, first of all, you're going to ask me who Mark Paul Gossler is. Second of all, you're not going to know the name of it? I by, know, saved, saved by the bell. By the bell. Jesus. Oh, I got it out. That was close. Mm. At least I got it out before you said it. So that people know that I knew. I'll be honest, I would have beat you to it, but I lost it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I had to find it in the back of my head. <laughs> so so you, you, were, you, uh, you were starting to learn about depression uh, as a freshman. Yeah. And has that been a persistent thing for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, to you know, like everyone, it like I, I it comes and goes, and sometimes it's worse than it is other times. But it is. Uh, we I, I've been talking about this recently. I think we overcorrected on mm-hmm. on depression. Mm-hmm. I think for we, you or in general for the whole society, where everything right. now is is like, yeah, I don't know. I have good days and I have bad days. It, but it sounds as if you were significantly depressed. Yeah, and I I have had times, yeah. and you know, it's a fucking roller coaster. But it's I don't know, man. It the thing I always think of it is like what uh, the examples people use are like. You know, like, um, you know, so if someone, if you broke your leg, someone wouldn't say, like, just walk it off or get better. And I'm like, that's true. But if you fucking complained about your broken leg all the time, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know, man. People, li- people like live. You'll be all right. Yeah. It is, it is, uh, yeah, I don't know. It happens. It, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. It is what it is. Right. Right. Do you take anything? I have taken things. I've like, just like everything. Where, like, something, when things are bad, I might be like, eh, it might be time to step mm-hmm. up something. I probably should be on something more often than I am, but currently I'm not. So let's go. <laughs> I'm starting to think about uh, revisiting the old uh, pharmaceutical cabinet. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. The last time I dal I I, I dabbled with it, what you know, with professional <laughs> prescription, <laughs> uh, was I was I took uh, Citalopram, Celexa. It was like a anti anxiety that can also sort of act as a little bit of like a antidepressant and just try to like bring your lows a little less low and bring maybe bring your highs a little less high. Uh, but it actually, after not too long, was was crystallizing some pretty dark moments, and almost it felt like it was making making a stronger call to action on those, which really freaked me out. So we 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 like a stronger that. call to action on say ideation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So like one of those things where it's like side effects might include becoming more depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it it had taken things from a kind of like a general lack of worth and and darkness and and sort of fascination with it to like you know linking linking together a plan which oh was not good. Like uh, now, I think we can. I think we're on a fun podcast, so we can joke about it. How how detailed was his plan? Like, mine are usually, like, pretty quick. Like, I'm not writing shit down. I'm usually like, dude, like, I'll just jump out the fucking right now. No. And I'm like, don't do that. That's crazy. Yeah. But. It, 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 it was, um, you know, there were times where it was like, I, I can't trust myself to walk down into the subway right now. Ooh. Wow. That's serious. I, I mean, that's how I am with guns. Like, that's why I'll never have a yeah. gun. Because you have a bad day. Yeah. That shower gets messy fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was... Uh, it was before... It was... That's the other thing. I mean, I definitely... I definitely had moments of, like... Of, of not wanting to be a burden 
right from a cleanup perspective <laughs> or or you talk about jumping out the window like i don't want to take someone else with yeah. me yeah um but you know yeah my room at founders hall i wouldn't have landed in <laughs> I had a good. I had a good spot. <laughs> there's a great. I mean, not a great. There's the scene in Amelie. Did you ever watch that movie? Amelie? No, I can picture the. I honestly, I can picture the cover very yeah. easily. Cause it's such a weird looking cover. Oh, it's one, one, of, one of my favorites. Yeah, and I know the, the scene you're talking about. Yeah, her mom jumps off. No, her mom gets killed by a person who is committing suicide that's by jumping off Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. like in Bruges. Have you seen that one? I have. Not I seen have Bruges. But when Brendan Gleeson is just dropping the coins off, so people know to move. That's a re- that's a real G move. <laughs> that is a G move. <laughs> I was like, like looking uh, up, being like, "What the fuck is this?" They see coins, so they all spread out. And then, yeah, bang. it's like an Olympic diver <laughs> oh throwing a rock into the water so they can see the water. You know how they do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not an Olympic di- the the divers cliff divers cliff divers, cliff divers yeah. throw rocks so they know how close the water is yeah That's that is an, a, a move that would have been I could have used that a time or two in my life yeah but things are better now the darkness has receded in a big way I've I've been battling it and you know found some good ways through it what I need now what I'm thinking about now are proper mood stabilizers yeah because I've been beset with anger. Lately. anger yeah and it doesn't manifest in some violent sort of outburst way yeah like you know like smacking a cup on your friend's no. hand in arizona or something. but you were explaining <laughs> you were explaining it to me <laughs> as like specific individuals and a lot of the time your gripes were like reasonable yeah but you but think it's unreasonably dude i mean stakes? there seems to be a current of rage that is running through me that sits under the surface and is summoned with very little uh, sort of ig- ignition. You know what I mean? Can mm-hmm. I say something that probably is the worst thing possible to say to someone in such a situation? <laughs> I think that's part of your mystique. I think you got that. You got that. You, you got that. You talk to friends like this dude's walking a knife's edge right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I cannot. I cannot gain from thinking that it's somehow benefits my creative no i'm i'm very process. much kidding i don't i do not think that at all because but. there's there's plenty of good work that i've made that has been made in 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 times of peace and and complete <laughs> clear-headedness times of peace. <laughs> but, but, all right. the war inside the head yeah <laughs> but to what you're saying i i understand what you mean because francis like randomly having a short fuse sometimes is something funny about him right <laughs> like he'll randomly be like so like we were talking to somebody the other day and we're talking, and I'm talking, and he's not saying anything. He's not saying a word. <laughs> he's not saying shit. And he's like, dude, I really hate that person. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't even talk. He was just looking at the table. Couldn't talk. They were talking to both of us. I do think exactly. It was pretty it. funny, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I can see you very much doing like, uh, and it's because of your voice and all that stuff, but like. Like I, I could almost if I close my eyes, I could be like, I'm doing a podcast with Ed Kemper right now. Like I can see that the calm, educated anger mm, <laughs> where it's like mm. it's almost like it's a like um I I can't really find a way to describe it, but it's like uh I don't know, I'm losing the thread here. But it's an impressive anger. You feel like you're <laughs> angry a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And which is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. <laughs> It sucks. Um, I, 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 we were talking about this on uh, the bracket yesterday, where it's like, you know, there is something about the guy in the friend group who's the angry guy, the combustible guy, 
watching the meltdown can be entertaining. Sometimes it's fun to prod them until, you know, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. them blow up at stuff. It was describing Barstool Sports as a whole. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I still think that, you know, for me, there's no argument to be made that that angry Francis is, is better or more likable or, or easier to have around than, than fun, goodwill, good-mannered Francis. I would agree. I, I don't Agreed. think I've been around angry Francis very much, if ever. My, but I, I do enjoy being around good, good man. My Francis. anger, unfortunately, tends to manifest in in withdrawing, um, being sullen, being cold and distant. Uh, those are those are the that's the way it comes out. And I sort of shut down, mm-hmm. and I don't want. I don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I recede into myself. Um, and I don't, I don't blow up, but I'm not, I'm very, people know that there's something wrong. Cause I think a lot of the time in normal, I'm, I'm gregarious. I talk a lot. I'm, I'm, I like to go banter with people and, you know, I like to think that I'm pretty, pretty warm in, in my normal tenor. Um, <laughs> so like what Julio just said that this person we were talking to, even even in that instance, was doing the very thing for which I don't like them. And I just had to sit and sort of do my own breathing exercises. Really? To like wait. Doing the old Jefferson count to 10 type deal? It's like I wasn't going to blow up, but I, I knew I was like, I'm just going to wait until they're gone. Yeah, to- the fact that they didn't notice, they didn't even notice is a testament to part of the reason well, probably why you don't like this person that much. Yeah. But he was literally just like staring toward the end of the table <laughs> blankly and not look like it was, it was actually hilarious. Now that I think back. Well, <laughs> do you, Julio, you, I've seen you get mad, but, get mad, yeah. but you have, it seems to me a very good grasp on your mood. And in, for the most part, you are a very, it appears, outwardly happy person i would say that's true do you have to work on that no that sucks sorry that sucks <laughs> dude i have friends like that too like where you knock just on like, all the wood that sucks as John. <laughs> <laughs> well it sucks to hear as someone like me where it's just like well all right like it is just one of those like baby a, i'm born this way it's a deals. gift like, that's a there's gift. nothing i can get dude i remember i i had a like a breakdown with a buddy and he was like he was just like, man, like, I'd love to help you, but, like, I just don't even understand what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just, like, so happy and, like, yeah. things are great where I'm like, all right, well, why did I fucking call you then? All right, I'll call someone else. <laughs> no, but I'm compassionate. <laughs> like, I'm helpful. Like, if you have a problem or if any, if any of my friends have issues, like, a lot of them, t- a lot of the times they'll call me. Like, I'm happy to, like, listen and talk through it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, like, <laughs> not like that where I'm like. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Do you feel sad? What? Like, I don't even understand. <laughs> How do you not understand what sadness is? What are you fucking talking about right, right now? Right. <laughs> Hi, Francis. I have good and bad news for you. Yeah. Uh, the good news is there are a bunch of gigantic cases of hangobi on their way to our P.O. box at the moment. Just in time. But the bad news is I have the last man standing. You the selfish hangobi. Dick. Uh, and Rubbing I'm it in it. my face. Hate to break it to you, my boy. Pop that open. Uh, that sounds making me envious. It's making my mouth fill oh, with shit. saliva. 
Oh, shit. Somebody turn on the showers inside my Fuck. gums. Um, hell, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> this thing is no joke. And, bro, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the hangover, there's something about, on the essential, these sort of mountains that are etched mm-hmm. into the background. Yeah. Really does give a man the thirst to get out there. Get out there, as people. As long as the thirst to wes- wet his whistle. You drink an essential and you'll be powered by that ashwagandha and all those incredible active ingredients, which just put the pep in your hiking boots as you take on ranges and fjords. Yep, that's galore. right. Galore. Ranges and fjords galore. <laughs> ranges and fjords galore. To me, the essential just tastes like the healthiest one. I'm pulling that out of my old arse. Mm. I don't know that for sure. I think they all are healthy and have their nice signature ingredients. The other yeah. thing that I like about it, there's no real, like, there's no, like, sort of base flavor. They each have their own flavor. The way that another uh, beverage might sort of, like, veer off and it still sort of tastes like the original, I like that these all taste different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? While the theme is still intact. Mm. The Hangobi is really just a great beverage. We really like it. I'll tell you what, the other night, I had a big night probably a week or so ago, and I didn't remember that I had opened a hangobi to mix a cocktail. I then went in the fridge and went to grab a new hangobi, and it was open, and it was half empty, and I said, you dog. <laughs> you, you dog. You dog. You dog. You're leaving a wounded soldier in there. <laughs> hangobis are now in over 150 stores, spreading like wildfire. They're delicious, uh, and we recommend you getting in there and trying some. Go to hangobi.com, uh, use promo code Oops, I'm hung. Oops, I'm hung. And you will get 20%, sorry, 30% off 30%. Of your order. 30%. Oops, I'm hung. Uh, a checkout, hangobi.com, promo code oops, I'm hung. They're pretty damn good. Pretty give damn them a try. Good. Get it. Now, you you have, in a way, branded part of this. In a, yeah, yeah. I mean, not in a way, I would guess. In a, like, sad literally. boy clothing. Yeah. Tell us about that. I... Don't know how to. It was just a thing. I I think I said like I don't know like everything like how merch gets made. Like I said it once, and people were like I like it, and then someone was like, "What do you want the logo to be?" And I just drew what I feel like I look like to the world, which is a slumped, sad thing, a defeated. <laughs> yeah, like and I feel like, I feel like it's how I walk into every room is like that, and God. it doesn't inspire excitement from anybody. And so I, I strange, just, man, that you say yeah. that. I I could not think more the opposite of you. Really, same dude. I think I of know, you, know you as well, this like same. whirling dervish of jolly frivolity. Your bouncy, flouncy hair, your fun, cartoonish mustache. You laugh a lot. Your the, the laugh is the I, that's the thing I hate the most about me is how much I laugh. You I seem, fucking despise it. You seem um, ready for a good time at any moment, and that and that the world and its arrows bounce off of you. In fact, you're the only person I know that works here who seems to have a proper immunity to all the commentary and the negative feedback from the audience. But that's only because I, I think that I, we've talked about this a bit too before, but like, I think that is for, you know, at least some people, the understanding of it, but that's only because it affects me so much. I just know I can't look at it. I know people say like, Oh, I don't look at it, but they, they still go look at the fucking comments or the Reddit or whatever. Dude, if you like send me a tweet that I don't think is funny, muted forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've n- I haven't looked at a Reddit in fucking ten years. I haven't looked at a comment in ten years. 
because it does affect me so much. But that so like, it, it affects everybody that much, and it doesn't stop everybody else from doing it. I guess so. so regardless, I'm the only smart one. Well, I don't sure. think I don't think the reason matters. You are the only person who has had the willpower to do that. I guess it's just I know where it puts me. I, I, and I so I guess, I guess actually that would be my question to everyone else is like how just when you know it puts you in a hole when you know I think that it should be clear to everybody who works here or works anywhere right, in in entertainment that like reading those comments will become a self fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. if they're like you suck. You will get down on yourself. You will be less funny. You will be less entertaining. You will be worse at your job. They will end up being right in the end if you keep looking at that stuff. Yeah. And I just didn't want them to be right. Same thing. Same reason I'd fly that plane. <laughs> there we go. I like it. I just I I I knew where it put me, and I knew I because because when when I did look at that stuff, I would get down on myself, and I would be not funny. I would be I would not be excited to work. I'm I'm still I'm excited to come to work. I'm excited to do podcasts. I'm excited to do whatever it is I'm doing that day. Every time I come to work, if I knew what I and I'm sure people, I'm sure people still say the same shit. I'm sure people fucking hate me. And if I knew that they were saying that every time I got happy to come to work, I would stop coming. I'd stop doing good work when I got here, mm. and it fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I don't know. Like the, when it comes to that kind of shit, I would say like ninety five percent of it is just too vague to truly be that offensive. But then there's like the five percent where they really will get you some. They'll hit you where it hurts. Oh, like I the, think I think it's a hundred percent spot on every time. Like, <laughs> I think I'm like, they're what if they're just right. like you suck? Like that's so vague. But I, in my head, I do suck. So I'm like, right, they're right. Gotcha. They fucking this person got me. Gotcha. Like, I might be tricking some other people still, but that person found me out. Interesting. Funny. Yeah. One thing that they sent me, and this this hurt my feelings a little bit. I was sitting like this with these pants on, and I think it it began. And somebody just zoomed all the way in on this and went, tough look, dude. And I was like, this is why I now sit like this. But at least I learned. I don't disagree with that, but that definitely hurt my feelings a little bit. That's um, why I stopped wearing shorts. Same reason. Dude, yeah. It's shorts. Like, and, and, oh, God. You know what I'm wearing right now, actually? Is a fucking uh, <laughs> jock strap. And are you actually? Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> are you actually wearing a jock strap? <laughs> yes. It's so uncomfortable. Why, Why are you doing wearing that? one? What happened? <laughs> are you out of underwear? Or did you run no. out of everything else? No, dude, I bought it. it is- <laughs> what? What, what? Why? Is is uh, so? Is I uh, kind of as a joke. It was. It was. It. Kevin was. <laughs> Kevin was talking about it. Uh, he was had a, Kevin had a tweet, maybe even Instagram about it. Like his buddy had texted him, asking, uh, you know, do, do you think people still wear jock straps? And Kevin was like, "What do you fucking mean, still? Like, no, I never wore a jock strap." He's like, "Oh, I used to wear them in high school and basketball all the time." And as he was explaining it, I was like, "It actually makes sense." Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done this. I've put on my girlfriend's underwear as a joke in the past. And and I'm like sometimes I'm like Oof, kind of comfy when it's keeping it snug and stuff like that you know. <laughs> it's like I like like I got long balls so like when like it's like a fucking old old pair of titties like it feels nice when they're fucking held in place so I I had her underwear on this is years ago 
And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 really to, to hammer the image home, I was hiding in the closet, <laughs> and so I like jumped out like ah, and but the whole time I was like, god damn, that's kind of comfy, and I'd forgotten all about that. I'd, I'd, I'd suppressed that down real far for the last decade. And then Kevin was talking about jock straps, and I was like, dude, the way you're explaining this, because his buddy had said like. It just helped keep things in check during basketball. And I was like, that sounds like something I could use. And so I got one. I got a bunch. I got a bunch for the whole squad. And um, and I'm wearing one right now. And it's uh, it's not as comfy as I thought it was going to be. So I, my, my nuts are really <laughs> smushed into my ass right now. And then my ass is just touching denim. Oh, but yeah. It's yeah. super comfy. It yeah. Is, it is. So for the people at home, a jock strap is, you know... Oh man! Let's go. I wasn't gonna call you because I didn't want to call. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm glad you weren't it, lying. It only yeah, took yeah. us. Yeah. It took us 400 episodes to see some ass on this show, dude. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking. You go. went with pink too. <laughs> I came in a three pack. I got pink, green, and black. Which gives you the mm. the taste of the women's underwear that you so w- <laughs> wish you were wearing. Yeah, do not read the comments of this episode. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> it has it has a sort of a pouch in the front. Yeah, and I didn't. Which re- it just mashes. Yeah, I didn't. I might have bought a woman's underwear because there's no give for my dick. Right? But Damn. but how does it cup everything more than uh, a brief? Because uh, I guess what I thought I wanted is exactly what I don't want. Because the brief has the pouch. Yeah. Of, this is this is just mashing it in right now. Uh, yeah. Because do, does that have a, a slot that you could put a cup into? No. No. But I'll that's just that. like a, a sex one, like a sex jock strap. Uh, yeah, I think so. Which I what was a response. <laughs> What's a like, sex jockstrap? I think mm. it just like makes your like ass look more like a target. No, um, I don't. <laughs> 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 I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really seems like nice and juicy, dude. <laughs> it does has it has the holes up a little bit, but the um, is sex jock. So Kevin got a, a big response from. Pat, Joey, the gay community being like, dude, we still wear jock straps, which is why I think this one is colored in this oh, fashion. Okay. Um, and, and Kevin actually further inquired. He's like, what do, what do you mean? Like, why? And they're like, they're like, if I'm going out to get fucked, I wear a jock. And I guess it's just so like, I mean, some people like to have sex with underwear on. I'm not one of those people. I'm not really a throw it to the side. I'll, I'll take the extra second and just take it off kind of deal. Um, Wait, sorry. But, what were the two? What's the difference between those two scenarios? Which ones? The ones that you just described, put it to the side versus like just taking off underwear, like like women's so, women's women's women's, women's got, yes. Got it. Got and it, got so it, got guys it. wear this underwear out when they're just like, I'm gonna get fucked because it's just, I mean, my whole ass is out. Got it. Which I am looking forward to later, maybe dumping without taking my underpants off. The extension of the bird dogs read. You're running out of time. Tired of wearing, tired of taking your underpants off to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Wow. Well, I hope. So, so how many days has it been? You're sticking with it. Oh no! I've done it once. I did it once last week, and then today I was like, "Whole squad's gonna wear them." 
Uh, People have forgotten most, almost everyone forgot in my in our on our team. So it's just <laughs> it's just me out here again. Um, but I'm also I'm going to the fucking Bruins game tonight, and uh, I didn't want to be wearing a jock at the game, so I brought underpants with me to the office. Solid good. to change into. Good, <laughs> solid, good. Go Bruins. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> really, really excellent. Well, John, I mean, if you. It does occur to me that if if you Barstool did slide into the into the ocean, you would keep podcasting and you would have a gigantic following and audience and you'd make a great living. You guys have done this for so long. Which is why I think everyone's about done with us. No. Oh, you gotta be finished. If you listen it's the same fucking thing. Don't do this. <laughs> don't no, do this. No. I don't want you <laughs> to step on your own feet. You guys need this exit plan. Because you've admitted you don't have anything else. <laughs> well, see, are you bilingual? No, fuck no. Uh, the way you said uh, escuela, oh, oh, I was like yeah. very... I, I, at a time in my life, I was. if you dropped me in a Spanish country, I could survive probably, but fluent far enough. Okay. Uh, people are not done with you. I don't, I don't think that. I, I think there's so much proof in the pudding of every time you and Kevin go on the road to do a live show, um, you sell it out. You have rabid fans that come out for you guys we do but again you gotta do it. you see us once and i get it well let me ask you this. i hope not keep coming please we're gonna release a bunch of shows this year but if you stop i understand why why <laughs> does it does it ever bother you that it's called kfc radio no no i it, it, it the only time it ever it, it'll bother me occasionally in the, when we're both joking about it that it's just not a good podcast name as a whole because people think it's like radio. People think it's Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they're like, "Is it a radio show?" So it's 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 gotten to the point though where it's so bad it's good. <laughs> it's become iconic, dude. Yeah, yeah, it is an iconic name. I mean, even before I was sort of like, oh, uh, like in the know about Barstool stuff, like I knew about KFC Radio. That is everybody was like, and and like, was like what the fuck is Chuck Chicken Radio Show? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are good to comedians, and like mm-hmm. everybody's always excited to do your show, like. It's a great thing, you know, and people like brag about it. it I'm doing it, KFC. That surprises me. Again, it's true. It's true. It yeah. is. I when we were in Nashville, Bert Kreischer was like, he said that to us. He's like, you know, it's like every comedian. And I think it's just because I laugh when I'm nervous and I laugh in front of big comedians. Um, but he's like, you know, like every comedian loves doing your show. And we were like, uh, no. And it actually even cooler than him saying that was how dismissive he was. He's like, what are you guys fucking idiots? Obviously. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. cool. But that was like six months ago. So that's about, it's been about six months we yeah. knew people like that. That's real as fuck, dude. I know everyone's asked you about this, but in the next version of Barstool, when Dan takes a bunch of people to Chicago and the New York office is slimmed down in a way and reworked, you and Kevin have a vision for that. Julio and I are both stand-up comics heavily embedded in the New York comedy scene. And I know it has something to do with that. So I'd be very keen to hear what that vision is. It is a vision that is still being seen. That makes sense. Um, it's like we, we've talked about it with Erica, uh, Kevin more so than me, um, one or two times. She's very in on it. It is like, obviously, we want, we want to do more comedy entertainment here. If, if you know, Dave's going to be doing his thing in Miami, Dan and... I don't know how many people. I know. I remember the Chicago upfront. They said sixty talent people are going. I was like, I didn't even know we had sixty talent people. Mm. So it might be the fucking six of us left. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the uh, 
you know, we want to focus more on comedy and because we've gotten to know so many comedians, um, we end up learning a lot that people spend like their life savings on YouTube specials mm-hmm. and we watch them and we see that the quality is not really there mm-hmm. and, uh, and not the content of the production value. And we're like, I don't. It feels like someone's getting fucked here. If this costs sixty thousand dollars, are people spending all their money on it? Like, I, I, we've heard from numbers from twenty to sixty grand. Um, and then we, we've honestly, I think Schultz said he spent two hundred, but that's a completely different story. Yeah. But are they, um, are they literally being like, I spent my life savings? I spent, in my life savings is the word that's constantly thrown around. Wow. Um, and we're like, well, there's like, I mean, we have a full production team here. We can do something with that, and hopefully, work into producing specials and then having more comedians here and doing more content. Like, I don't know. I I think we always think of two, uh, like working together, which it feels like we're doing a lot more now, but there was like, no one at Barcelona ever worked together. Everyone had their own Island, but like, there was never really that much collaborative effort and think that there's, and and I don't know why that is. I honestly don't. I think that's, I think Dave kind of wanted to breed that for a while in the early days. Um, where like, it wasn't everyone like was at each other's throat, but he liked the idea of like, like you're saying, like everyone edging everyone a little bit. I shouldn't have done that with that. Edging everyone a little bit <laughs> and like everyone's on, always on edge. Everyone's always like ready to snap just a little bit. Um, and I think there's a better way, not a better way, but I think there's a different way to do it with, um, I remember Kreischer, Bert told us this story where it was, he was doing fucking... What was he doing on the Discovery Channel? Some show. I forget what it was. Yeah, the Burt Travel oh, yeah. Show. Burt Travel, Travel Show, show. Yeah. yeah. And he kept, like, almost dying. Like, he broke his back once, and he, like, jumped off a fucking battleship with, like, some kind of uh, flying situation. I don't know. But it didn't work, and he crashed hard and got hurt. And then he was at the comedy store in L.A. and was, like, I think Bill Burr, Rogan, maybe Segura or something like that. Three of them were in the green room. And they're like, dude, you need to stop that. You're going to die. And he was like, he was like, no, like, it's just, I mean, I need to make money. Like, it's, I, it's like, it's my main source of income. And they were like, well, what's your nut? We'll just all go on each other's shows and promote each other until we're massive. And this was fucking 10 years ago, whatever wow. it was. And it's exactly how they all got huge, with everyone just working together and everyone, yeah. a bunch of entertaining people going on each other's shows and fucking yeah. swap and come. And, uh, and we were like, well, why don't we do that <laughs> fucking here? It, we could... That has started to happen more. I, I think so, too. That's why we started doing the Monday episodes where we have a Barstool guest on it. And then I, I think, I know I've gone on a lot more shows lately, and I think we've had a lot more on our show, and it seems like there's been a lot more going on. It has. Boy Dad's been doing it, and I think that's, I hope that was partly from us, or at least everyone had a similar Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Very cool, man. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you have someone down the hall who you know gets the, wor- the art of podcasting, that the audience likes and knows and you bring them in and there's sort of an instant chemistry, but you also, each show is so different. Like if I go on and out, out and about, right. they're asking me out about, about my, my sex, sexuality yeah. or like they're being funny in a certain way, whereas you guys are funny in a different way. Son of a boy, dad. Oh, there's just different sort yeah, of tones totally. to it all. Um, Bunch and of characters. Over like Roan, Roan came on our show and he had just gone on this very uh, expensive vacation with to one of the most expensive hotels in America. 
And he was like, this is the only show I feel comfortable telling this story <laughs> on. Because we talk about luxurious travel constantly and have no qualms about it. So it was like the perfect show for him to do that on, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, it is crazy. It is like we have so many talented people here who so many people love. And for a while it was kind of just, and, and it still is to an extent, where like everyone's kind of in their own. And I don't really have much like, to say on We basically hang out in our fucking studio. Um but the I'd like that I'd like to change it at some point and see if there's something a little bit different that we can do. Yeah, I think producing specials is a really good idea. Becoming uh, a stand-up hub, but That's, also it's such a hard thing to like. And, and I'm saying this like in this like in my own head type deal where like it to me and you guys would know better than this. Uh, like the the comedy community is such a, like a gatekeeping like you're not. Totally. Accepted unless you put in your fucking ten thousand hours and yada yada. And we're not trying to be standards. Like I don't, I won't, don't want that to get misconstrued at all. We're not trying to be standards by any stretch of the imagination. But like, my way of, of of reasoning with it is like, well, I don't know. Like, no one is because my in my it, what I think is that we'll try it and people are like they're fucking posers, they're fucking carpetbaggers. Fuck them. Fuck that dude. Um, yes, you produce my special. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of doing it. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. But fuck like, that. Who I think I don't think anyone says that if someone like at Netflix is like, that's a pretty good special. Like, we should give them some money and let's see what happens. Yeah. I don't think anyone's like that guy. Fucking, he's not a comedian. Like, yeah, dude. no one knows who that guy is. That's who I hope to be. The guy you don't know who they are. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Gorilla specials. I mean, there's uh, definitely a partnership to be done with with a, a certain line of comedy clubs that I know have just started working on doing this as well. Uh, the Heliums mm. are producing smaller specials. I think the fact that specials have moved from an hour to half an hour to even 15, 15 minutes. Yeah. You do a slew of like the the rookies or something like that. The Barstool presents, and it's like you know uh, four or five. 15 minute specials you know and each person gets to put out their 15 minute set like that that model i think is much better especially as people's uh, attention spans have become more and more limited it allows for tons of clipping for social content um i think that's a really good model and, and you're not asking somebody who's not ready to deliver an hour oh, of right. comedy to overextend themselves uh they're not going to have to burn everything they've ever written um they'll look better in a 15 minute special mm -hmm. and it'll help grow their audience a little bit i think all of that is it's all is great bro it's a home really run good. for yeah. any, most i, I feel mm -hmm. like most comics i know would want to do it I, I i would hope so we'll see i mean we've talked to everyone we've talked to who are like not people who would do especially like they're you know bigger name comics everyone's like that's gonna that'd be work that'd be dope and i'm like if the people we've talked to i'm surprised that they think that like yeah. like when i mentioned to shane like shane was like oh I mean, it's gonna be really cool yeah like i thought you'd come with the dumbest fucking person alive and no, make dude, fun of it it's cool um yeah. so we'll see I, I, I hope hopefully there would be like a live element to that too that that is probably a little more difficult to work out because stand-ups are like why well, make my money on the road why would i do a live element with you guys um but i, I would like even maybe we do that with like we've we've talked about this in the past as well uh with like live like live people here um but like doing some kind of barstool comedy show where like six of us go on the road and it's like even like it could be like three, three podcasts, mm -hmm. and so everyone's not doing the full show kind of deal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I hope I, I think that could be a fun thing too, almost like a, you know, a, like Bar Four Play has had such success with the Barcelona Classic, where you do something like that, where it's a bigger group of people rather than everyone's individual teams mm -hmm. going. Awesome, bro! Cool. Very, very cool.
appreciate everything you do yeah, uh, man, in the world of comedy and, and everything you've done here. You've been a, a, a leader at this place. So. Wow. Thank you. I disagree again, but thank you. <laughs> That's John Feidelberg, everybody. You can find him on KFC Radio uh, as well as the occasional blog, the very occasional blog. <laughs> I get I get fucking Nate texting me all the time being like, I, I you know what I did? I'm, I'm not going to make a bold statement here. Sometimes I'll do that and I'll have to start doing stuff. I'm not going to do that. But the there was a uh, time last year where when it was a little nicer rather than in the fall, rather than in the winter, I would do like something on Friday where I would do something I've never done, be it like, I don't know, uh, get my chakra aligned or something like that. And I'd write about that experience. I very much enjoyed that. I've kind of gotten cool. out of it. Um, but I'd like to start doing that again. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll start coming back with a weekly type blog. All right. Maybe but I, it's also so like, I don't know. What do I, how do you find stuff? Finding stuff to do, that's a whole nother job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good step out there, dude. Or just part of this job. (laughs) Any facts with Ryan today, Ryan? We got a couple. Ryan's going to grab a microphone. Join us for Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Where are they lying? Facts with Ryan. He's our fact checker. I fucking love that. So man-made islands. Uh, There are two ways. Man-made islands are either built by either dumping material into shallow water or by excavating around areas of land and flooding the lowered. Oh, surrounding it. that makes sense. That probably sounds a little easier. Yeah. And then five reasons why everyone should wear a jock strap. <laughs> so I'll just read the, I'll just read the headlines because you get the gist from this. One, optimal support and lift. Mm. Two, all day, every day comfort. I disagree with that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over two so far, it sounds like. Fresh breathability. Is it breathable? It's breathable. Breathable. How could it be more breathable? But yeah, well, <laughs> there's that's nothing there. But it's breathable. It's like it's breathable. Uh, but I'm but like now I'm just touching denim. Like I, I'd rather be suffocated. Like I don't, the denim isn't. I'll, 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 I'll tell you guys this. My ass is itchy as fuck right now. Yeah, you need yeah. some bird dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. need some bird dogs. Yeah. Okay. Improved exercise performance. How's the walking? I gotta tell you what, I, I haven't love, tried that one. I'll I give love, that a whack. You just assume that walking is the most exercise he's doing right now. <laughs> I jumped rope and worked out today, but I wasn't wearing a fucking jock for that. Yeah, I was, honestly, to be straight up, I was wearing a pair of bird dogs. Look at that. <laughs> that's not that's not even an ad read. That's a true statement. And then lastly, sexy confidence. Do you feel that? <laughs> I have the exact opposite of that. I feel so vulnerable. <laughs> awesome. Uh, G, where can we find you on uh, the road? I'm going to be at DC Improv, 3rd to 5th of March. Uh, Comedy Connection, Providence, Rhode Island, April 14th and 15th. Uh, I got a bunch of other cool stuff coming too. NotHulio.com. What about you? I'm in Helium. First stop of the Hero We Need tour. The Late Show, I think, only has like 30 tickets left. Uh, so you better get on that. And then I'm off to Atlanta. The Earl Late Show for that is limited tickets. The Nashville Zanies on Sunday. That's February 4th and 5th that weekend. Uh, late Great Show. Room. Yeah, is, is the only one with tickets left. And then I'm on to Let's Minneapolis, Austin, Dallas, Chicago, and San Francisco. Tickets for all those shows. FrancisEllis.com, the Hero We Need tour. Hope to see you guys. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, John Feidelberg. We will see you guys on Thursday.